20 questions or 20 minutes, whichever comes first, as long as it's you. This is You Go First. I'm your host, Blair Payton. We have 20 questions in a vase. My guests will draw the first question, and we'll go back and forth covering as much ground in 20 minutes. The timer begins after the first question is read. My guest today was awarded Best New Comic at the New York Comedy Festival and hosts Shut Up and Laugh every Tuesday at the Revision Lounge in Manhattan. Please make welcome my guest by clapping to yourself wherever you're listening so people think you're crazy, Sarah Harvard. Hi, thanks so much for having me, and hello to the tens of people watching. <laughs> oh my the gosh. <laughs> the fact that you think ten people listen oh, is very people. huge. It's awesome, though. We actually met because you did a stand-up show. Mm-hmm. Where you accosted several people I knew in the audience. So I was like, I have to get her on the show. Yeah, the cost is pretty nice. I would say I sexually harassed people. No, but, but it was it was consensual, though. So I guess it's not. I mean, they were smiling. I yeah. mean, they didn't say, yeah, do it. But but they didn't say, don't do it. You yeah, know? so I, I think it was implied. This is a th- what was the sixth wave feminism. <laughs> 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 Things are changing, man. <laughs> so how often would you say you accost people in your shows? Um, a lot. Probably everyone. Uh, but the thing is, it's like, so. I'm a survivor and I've dealt with so much sexual harassment and for me I just want men to have the taste of their own medicine you know what I mean okay. the thing is though, it seems like they like it so I don't think they get it I don't think I don't think they understand this is not what you're supposed to do well it probably didn't help because you were hitting on gay guys and that's, that's a whole different beast also gay guys are like better than straight men so like physically and then like emotionally and just as audience members mm-hmm. so that's why I kind of like I didn't know they were but they're hot sorry they're your friends <laughs> I mean they're pretty to look at so I get it yeah um so I was looking on your Instagram and it said that you you had Hulu in your title mm-hmm. what 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 did you do for Hulu so it was really cool so I I don't know if you know who young me mayor is um but she like runs an amazing podcast called um the I think it's well the Asian podcast I think it was okay. called <laughs> Um, to the uh, point, I like it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Feeling Asian. It's called a Feeling Asian podcast. Okay. Um, so basically, I think it was through Eater. They invited a bunch of comics, um, some Asian Americans, including like Dylan Adler mm-hmm. um, and Young Me, and then um, Dylan Palandino, who's not Asian. But like, basically, we like hung out, talked about like life and um, comedy and like you know cuisine. We went to a Korean barbecue restaurant. Okay. Um, we did karaoke, but basically showing what we could do in New York City. Yeah. Um, and also kind of like giving like the inner like hangout lifestyle of like comics and stuff like that so it's a pretty cool experience oh that's awesome yeah. mm-hmm. it was like a cool hangout session with comedians but like not super about comedy but about life outside of it what is your take on hanging out with fellow comedians I feel like sometimes that can get like kind of chaotic because the comedians I've been around in a group are just I feel like they're always trying to outperform mm-hmm. so what's your take on it because uh, you're a professional comedian yes so I'm a lot and <laughs> I'm a lot I'm, and like and everything and what I realized is that like comedians get me more than non-comedians and I okay. think to be honest I feel like there is a little bit there is like a gender uh like dynamics involved like for example as a woman like um I feel that Women who are really loud, obnoxious, or funny are kind of looked as unprofessional or annoying or a lot. Which is crazy. It's, it's dumb. Yeah. But comedians get that. Like, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to dating to like male comedians or like male performers, they understand like the big personality. But to them, that's like a turn on, mm-hmm. something they want to be around. But with like people who aren't comedians, they don't get that. And also, yeah. I'm a very dark person. Like I love joking about killing myself and stuff like that. <laughs> Please don't do it. But I, I mean, I will eventually. But like, they not now. I'm having a blast now. But like. Okay. 
Okay. Out. <laughs> if this show goes on any longer, I will off myself. <laughs> yes, together. Yeah. Guns in both of our mouths. <laughs> Sorry, that's really I fun. love a fun suicide pact. Honestly, it's it's beautiful. Okay, but anyways, I just feel like comics get that. Yeah. But when I tell like a non-comedian person, they're going to call 911 or something. Mm-hmm. They're going to be concerned. So like, and also the other thing too is that I think a lot of comedians understand that, like, a lot of the reasons why we're doing comedy, I think the main reason is that we laugh to keep ourselves from crying, you know? Right? Is I love that. That is so true because – so I went to a bar last night, overindulged, and – Who doesn't, though? <laughs> but when I overindulge, I get super chatty, with, especially with the waiters, which I'm sure they really love that. though? <laughs> One of them was pretty cute, okay. and he, he messaged me today – and he was like, do you want to trade numbers? And I was like, okay, sure. And then he was like looking at my stuff and he said, you're very funny, which I was like, okay, I'll fuck you right here. That's <laughs> right here, right now. Just think I'm funny. But I did say, I was like, well, it's years of uh, just learning how to cope. It's a exactly. coping mechanism. So mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, comedy is all from trauma. So like for for me, it's like I love hanging out with comedians because it's not – I mean, when you form a genuine relationship with comedians – you go through trauma, you talk about your trauma, you find a way to cope through that together. Mm-hmm. Whereas for non-comedians, they don't get that. They think you're psychotic to laugh at the fact that like, <laughs> yeah, my mom beat me all the time. Like, that's terrible. Like, no, that's funny. Like, you know? <laughs> so like, oh. She was singing show tunes while yeah, she did it. Yeah, I was like, I had this really, okay, so I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm working on a bit about being a sexual assault survivor. And mm-hmm. um, one reason why I don't do that is that I feel like, there's so many men who talk about rape and make rape as part of the punchline, and it's not really empowering. Yeah. But as like a survivor, I want to talk about it. I don't want to mm-hmm. feel victimized. I won't feel empowered. Mm-hmm. So I have these jokes about like the fact that I was raped twice, and so like the the, the first joke is like, uh, I don't victim blameless. I'm the victim because mm-hmm. fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, I should have known that iced tea doesn't bubble and like. <laughs> I think so dark. I know. <laughs> no, I'm like, so I had to always like tell audience members or not like, don't worry, like you should yeah. laugh at this. Right, because right. like if you're not laughing, you're supporting my rapist. You know, you're not supporting Do you me. ever get nervous when you're like doing a set, like testing new material like that? Oh, all the time. But I also relish in the awkwardness. Like I find a way to okay. I was like talking to another pro comedian, but I don't want to name drop right now. But like Do it. No, I'm not gonna do it. But, uh, but can, they, can, can, initials? Uh MH. Not Mitch Hedberg, he's dead. Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe my dreams is that it. I don't know. But basically, they said that not a lot of people can talk about like um, rape or suicide. Mm-hmm. But I found a way to kind of like make it endearing through weaponizing the awkwardness mm-hmm. and that we all and being present and like sharing the awkwardness with everybody. Like so, for example, like I said, like if you're not laughing at this, you're saying who my rapist. And then I'm like, then the other thing I say, I'm gonna commit to this bit because yeah. the rapist committed to the crime <laughs> and like all these things. <laughs> And I was like, oh, you guys are quiet. It's not like I'm the one raping you. Like It's just like doubling down. But I think like seeing how absurd and how, how I'm okay with yeah. talking about that yeah. makes everyone kind of feel more like relaxed and chill. Like, oh, this girl's dark and we're here. We're going we're gonna to buckle up for the ride. Yeah. At least I'm going to go away, you know, with probably having consensual sex and not have to worry about. I don't know. But like it is fun. And I, I like testing, pushing boundaries, yeah. you know, but like for the right reasons. Like mm-hmm. I did. Sorry, I could talk a mile a minute. Oh, no, go ahead. I love it. Uh, But during the New York Comedy Festival, I went on this panel about taboo topics. It's Uh through this program, um, through this organization called the Female Quotient. Okay. And basically, we were talking about, like, where is the boundary in the line when we're talking about taboo or uh, sensitive topics? And my whole thing is that 
I don't really care who you are, what identity you are, and what topic you talk about. Like, if you're a non, if you're someone who's cisgender, mm-hmm. and I mean, honestly, I'm not, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll frame it this way. I'm Muslim American, I'm Asian American. If I see a non-Muslim or non-Asian comic talk about my culture, my identity, and my people, I don't get mad as long as I, they question what kind of message they're putting out there. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the advice that we get when we first start comedy is just be funny. Just just work about being yeah. funny. And like, yeah, that's a good thing. But people think that's all it is to comedy. But mm-hmm. I really do feel like comedians have a huge amount of power in the way we, you know, change societal culture or like yeah. um, and just like just the global dynamics of things, you know, like. So, like, Dave Chappelle really changed the world, I, I think, in, in terms of, like, racial politics in the early 2000s. What do you think about his stand-up special that's been getting so much? I'm sure you've yeah. been asked this a lot. It's but. like, is this that hill he wants to die on? Like, after yeah. everything he's done for, like, non-white comedians and, like, you know, the, the black the Muslim community, too, mm-hmm. this is what you want to end on? That just makes me super frustrated. Yeah. And, and it just sends a bad like, – I just feel like – wasn't he supposed to have like a panel or something? Has that happened yet? Um, I don't think I felt honestly. Ever since that happened, I kind of like checked yeah. out Dave. I'm like, I'm not gonna give you the power of my likes and like my impressions on social media. Right, right. And I also think the more we talk about it, like we more. I was like in this panel, I was talking about how like there is this concept of canceling, and once you're canceled, you're done. Mm-hmm. And for me, I feel I also think that's kind of a. A, the bad praxis. I feel like instead of cancellation, just do suspension. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. let people learn. People make mistakes. Let people learn and let that become a learning opportunity for them to come. I mean, like, imagine if Dave Chappelle was an ally of the LGBT community. I mean, I don't think that's ever going to happen. <laughs> but, like, or if a lot of people make mistakes and then they're genuine about learning about those mistakes and then they have that level, that platform and they, like, acknowledge what they've learned and try to do their best to kind of, like, you know, make up for the past mistakes. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. But I feel the fact that we're just trying to cancel people immediately and not letting them to redeem themselves. Right. It just like creates this like spiral of people like Bill Burr and Dave Chappelle trying to double down and die on this hill. And it's just like not well, productive. Does, does that know? make with cancel culture, does that make you nervous as a comedian? Because anything you say now is under the microscope. Yeah, you know, it, it does make me nervous, but I'm not gonna let that censor myself because I like like I said, like whenever I say something on stage, like I have like, I try to say things with intent and purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, it might sound edgy, maybe it might sound wrong in the first time, like to someone. And if someone calls me out on it, I know how to defend myself. Like, mm-hmm. I know the intent behind it, the perspective behind it. Um, and that's like kind of like going back to the rape joke, like making those like little quips in between. It's like kind of like doubling down the fact that like maybe this is sensitive to you, but this is my story, mm-hmm. and this is the way I'm coping with it, and the way I'm feeling empowered, and like standing up for other survivors as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, sorry, I like. Why do I keep apologizing? No. <laughs> but like, but yeah, I don't no, know. No, I think that's great because like for me, like a couple of years ago, my mom, when she was like dying, like that's what got us through those dark times was just making endless jokes about her just dying. And the thing that brought me comfort was knowing that she would actually be laughing at these jokes. Because <laughs> she had a very dark sense of humor. So I right. I love dark sense of yeah, humor. Yeah, and I feel like there is like something beautiful about that. Like 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 dying is I I like one of my biggest fear is like the the, the thought of life after death. Mm-hmm. Like I can't laugh about that yet. And yeah. but I feel like when someone laughs at those kind of dark traumatic things in their lives or things that they can't run away from that are inevitable, but they're laughing about it, uh-huh. it's a sign I think they've made peace with it. If that, if that yeah. makes sense, like that it's it's like. What well, do you think about? Do you think about the afterlife? Like what happens? Yeah, all the, my so my dad's like obsessed. Like I grew up Muslim, very uh-huh. strict Muslim parents. 
he's obsessed with the day of judgment. Like, so we would like drive in a car and he would play the Quran on. And the okay. Quran is pretty much like the Bible, honestly. So like, okay. but it's like said in Arabic and like, but you'll, he got the English translation. So I would understand what to say in Arabic. It's mm-hmm. like, and the mountains will fall and the gates of hell will open. Like all this. And he like turns it all the way up knowing I'm having a panic attack. Like I'm freaking out. And my dad, it's like, it's Coachella for him. The day of judgment <laughs> is literally Coachella. Like he thinks he's going to go to heaven. He's so bummed. I know. I'm like, if you're so bummed, like, why don't you just go now? <laughs> like, why, why stick around, you well, know? And my thing is, why does it have to be so dramatic? Yeah. That's a little gay, if you think about it. It's hella gay. You know, like, I I don't want to, I don't want to roast my dad here, but like, <laughs> I, I mean, here's my He's thing. He's probably not listening. Go, yeah, go for I don't it. know. My parents stalk me on social media. Okay, all right. But like, I just feel like, um, look, if you, if you really love the other life so much, why are you waiting around here? <laughs> like that's all I gotta say. Like if you if you can't wait to go, you know, I just wish it was just Irish goodbye. You know, like I as, love a good Irish. Yeah, goodbye. just like oh, where does Sarah go? She's dead. Oh well, goodbye. Like it's like <laughs> cool. I'll see you never. You know, like don't make a huge like procession out of it. And like I don't know, it just freaks me out. Well, so going back to stand up, how long have you been doing stand up? Um, about two and a half years. I didn't do okay. it during the pandemic. Um, I will say, I thought you've been doing it longer. Oh yeah, I love people say that I started out in New York City mm-hmm. and I will say the benefit of New York City is that there's so much stage time so a lot of people who like started out like outside of NYC yeah. had a lot of hard time getting more comfortable on stage and you know um, just like finding places to do shows and stuff like that mm-hmm. but also when I started I was like I'm once I start I'm gonna be committed to it mm-hmm. and I created a spreadsheet of like goals of how many mics and shows and like minutes of material I'll do I love that though it's, it's it keep, so neurotic but like, yeah. I don't think it is because I'm the same way I'm very much like I, I have a plan this is what I'm gonna do I want to achieve and I have to see it it's also helpful because it's kind of like gamifying like like mm-hmm. for me so it's like this is the goals I'm gonna do and then so after one year I like had a goal to like 120 mics Mics, I did like 562. Like Jesus. I did so many. But the thing is, how is your exhaustion level? <laughs> oh, I take Vivan. I have ADHD, so I take Vivan. So I'm okay. like out till like 6 a.m. and I wake up at 9 a.m. It's really bad. I need to go see a doctor maybe. But like I have I'm also an extrovert. So like going out and doing those things mm-hmm. give, keeps me energized. But if I stay at home and do nothing, that's when I get really tired and it's hard to get out of that rut, if that makes sense. It does. I'm I'm an extroverted introvert. Like, I enjoy performing, but, oh. like, I love... Did I say that right? Maybe. Yeah, you, so you're an introvert, but you love... Performing. Yeah, exactly. But I also, like, I love being alone. <laughs> I I'm sad. super fun to hang out with. I like feeling ugly alone, you know? Like, I want to put your makeup yeah. on or take a shower. You want to, like, scratch to flip your boob over and, like, flip it back in. I don't know what I'm doing. But, like, I love that alone time. Mm-hmm. But I would say that I'll, I'm probably more of an introverted extrovert. It depends on, like, I love going out. But for me, being talkative and being part of the conversation mm-hmm. it really depends if I feel safe in that environment. Mm-hmm. Like, not with a bunch of, like, I don't know, Karens or whatever. But, like, the people who I think are accepting and welcoming, I'll, I'll be more outgoing. Now, as far as dating, do you date other comedians? What's your uh, thought? I have a lot of jokes about it, but I i don't think I've ever – I haven't – I think I've been on, like, in my whole entire life, I've been on, like, seven dates. Okay. And then I think i only been on one date with a comic, and um, – How was it? It was, like, whatever. It was fun. It was just the thing is that, like, I – I do – I'm really bad at this. I cancel dates to do mics or shows. Oh, you get it, right? Yeah, okay, totally get okay, that. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Cool, do cool. not. I will sometimes just cancel if I'm just like, I'm tired. Yeah, I don't want to. I would I'm rather. Sick. And the thing is, like, so, so I do like dating. I like the concept of dating a comic because I mm-hmm. see, like, 
like co- comedy couples like Sam Morrill and Taylor Tomlinson or like Joe Liss and Sarah Tolomash. I kind of want that concept of like ha- someone working with you in your jokes and like, you know, being yeah. part of the community. And also, like I mentioned earlier, as a female comic, men who aren't comedians or non-performers, they don't get women who are funny. It's like we're a lot for them. And they don't like the idea of someone being funnier than them or more interesting. Like someone canceled a date on me a second date because they thought I was too interesting. Maybe what? maybe he meant I'm too crazy. I don't know. But like too interesting. I'm sorry. Um and like in male comics, I feel like a lot of times they like I, this is really bad for me to say this, but I, I could sometimes call myself reverse Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> okay. Because I don't go after guys. Like, I feel like guys come up to me because, like, they're trying to, like, pork me for, like, show spots. And I'm like, so romantic. But I don't do that. Like, I don't do that. But, like, all right. I haven't heard porked in a while. Yeah. Thank you for bringing no it up. No problem. Porking. I mean, it's haram, <laughs> but, like, but, you know, you can, pork me. Okay, whatever. I'm going to move on. But uh, Well, no, you're selling me on the idea because, for me, I'm going to be full on mm-hmm. honest. Um, if I were to date someone in comedy as well, I would be, it's, it, I would be jealous. Really? I would. Well, I think it is. I like the idea of them like getting the wavelength, but it's like, if they're doing better than me, I will, I'll. Okay. So I would say it's a little bit harder for, I think like same sex couples or like. Yeah. Gays are the worst. That, but also I feel like we tokenize ourselves, especially the minorities. Like Mm -hmm. for example, like. As, like, an Asian comic, I sometimes – or actually, as an Arab comic, I see more of this often where, like, other Arab comedians get threatened by the fact that there's another Arab comedian because they think there can only be one famous Arab comedian in the world, which isn't true. I don't know if you guys have the same way of thinking, but, like – I didn't think about it till now, but, yeah, I will. And that, that's why I feel like there's more, je- like, a, like a chances of jealousy because, like – it, there could yeah. be overlapping material. Like, you guys have the same, like, there's all, all LGBTQ shows, and you feel like there's not enough spots for everyone. Yeah. But I feel like for, like, a male, like, a straight heterosexual couple, I guess, it's like... It's a little different, It's yeah. a little different. I mean, there's still going to be jealousy, for sure, if someone's mm-hmm. insecure, but I feel like the dynamics are a little bit different, if that makes well, sense. Well, and I will say, a lot of gay comedians love to talk about, se- like, kind of oh, yeah. graphic sex, which is fine. It's yeah. not for me, because... <laughs> You're a little bit private, I'm assuming. I'm not. Oh. I will tell. I don't have any secrets, but like when I. I have a lot. <laughs> the very few times I've done stand up, I won't talk about sex because I'm like, I don't think anyone wants to like picture that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Also, if they're eating as a, a restaurant, they can't talk about guzzling cum, <laughs> but like they're eating, drinking milk and like, I don't know, a smoothie. That's disgusting. You can't do that. But uh, I mean, you can, but, yeah. it's like, but they're not going to love it, I guess, or like it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I really do like I do I do wanna to be honest with you, I do want to marry a comedian one day. Yeah. If I still believe in marriage or I don't know. I don't even know what I care. I don't know. I just don't want to go to hell. But like <laughs> so, <laughs> That's your plan. That's yeah, the, I'm that's getting the end game. married who will save me from that. But yeah, I think like either a comedian or I don't know, I feel like musicians and like actors are cheaters. And comedians can be, I, <sighs> I guess. Think they all are. You know what? Just cheat and just just Open relationship. That's permission cheating. You know? But could you do an open relationship? Oh, yeah, because I'm here. For me, it's the betrayal. So, like, as long as I give you permission, yeah. then it's okay. I I don't think I could. You can't? I don't. I mean, I, I also never had a boyfriend before, so I don't know. 
honestly, it's overrated. It's overrated. I always try to work on this. <laughs> I posted on Twitter. I was like, I think I'll be an incredible great like girlfriend. I know I'll be an amazing girlfriend because I've never had an ex boyfriend before. Mm-hmm. That's because I had no boyfriend. But like, but you know what? The second you get an ex boyfriend, I will say I'm not friends with any of them. Okay. Because they done did me dirty, dog. And I I relate to Taylor Swift now. You know, I, her songs resonate with me now. <laughs> do you know that song? I you know I used to hate her, but now I'm like, I got, I get, I get you, I get you. Like bit. her red album came out, and I was like, Oh, this is pretty good. I was like, like she's always a victim. I'm like, nah, she is the victim. Yeah. <laughs> you know, justice for Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like for I don't know. Do you know the song "Stupid" by Ash Nico? It's you like you think about me in the shower, porn up on your browser. Touching your trousers. <laughs> it was really bad. It's really inappropriate, but the music video is amazing because she okay. goes up to all these white men uh-huh. and like seduces them and then murders them. <laughs> and I'm like, that's hot. Like, I want to do that. That's my energy, you know? Well, on that note. I'm sorry. <laughs> do not do not commit murder, please. Unless they're a rapist or a pedophile or a murderer, too. But go ask permission from the local enforcement first. <laughs> So you have your marching orders. Yes. So we're going to take a quick break, and coming up, we're going to do 20 questions in 20 minutes. How are you feeling? Do you feel like you're feeling loose? Yeah. I'm just hanging loose, loosey goosey. These are some really tough thinking questions. Ooh, okay. So you you better get prepared. Like about philosophy and life, and um, maybe a Britney question. Are you happy where you at in your comedy career? (laughs) How would you kill yourself? (laughs) Oh, I know exactly. (laughs) What song will you play when you kill yourself? Disorder by Joy Division. Okay. Sorry. Welcome back to You Go First. My guest today is Sarah Harvard. You also have Suzuki. Yes, that's my mom's name. My mom's name. I adopted it after the uh, Stop Asian Hate Movement. I okay. wanted to like... For, for for clarification, in her Instagram title. Yes. And uh, it's also as your name, too. Yeah. Because okay. I have blonde hair now, so I don't want people think I'm white. I want them to know that I'm Asian. <laughs> but then I realized that Sarah Suzuki Harvard just sounds like a car dealership in Boston. <laughs> so I'm like, shoot. I don't know if people know I'm like a well, when dealership I first, person. When I first saw it, I was like, God, she just must be a fan. Oh, so I love Suzuki so much. And fuck Yamaha and Kawasaki. You have a preference. That's yeah, fine. I, don't, I hate Mazda. Zoom, zoom, bitches. So you're going to draw the first question. As soon as you read it, I'll start the timer. And okay. then we'll just try to get through as many questions as possible. Um, so, Sarah, Suzuki, Harvard, you go first. Great. I will pick. The first question says, list two pet peeves. Timer begins now. Oh, okay. So one of my biggest pet peeves is I hate when, like, you kick somebody when they're down, when they're alone. Like, I mm-hmm. hate making anyone feel isolated and alone. And then the other I would have to say is I hate when people are, like, especially when it comes to dating, they're like, hey, we should, like, do this together and then never follow up and make a plan for it. It's like I'm, there's this one person in particular yeah. who's like, yeah, let, we should watch this movie Train Spotting together. Or we should like go walk the Brooklyn Bridge. I'm like, okay, I'm down. And then never followed up. And it's been like four months. And then they take someone else to walk the Brooklyn Bridge. Isn't that rude? That that sucks. Because there was this guy I went out with last year um, who was like very cute. He was a swim teacher. I used to be a swimmer. Really? Mm-hmm. I can't swim. Okay, well then that's good. He could teach you. I mean, everyone tries to teach me, and I fight oh, them really? okay. tooth and nail, do even you, in the water. Do you bite them? <laughs> I, I scream. I bite. I thrash. Um, but thrash. no, we had a pretty good date, and then like didn't talk for like 
a year, and I was like, whatever, it's fine. And then when I moved to a new neighborhood, he messaged me because he saw me on Grinder, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was like, hey, I'd love to catch up with you sometime. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe you could show me around the neighborhood or yeah. whatever. I'm just being Southern. He was like, or we could do other stuff. And I was like, actually, what stuff? <laughs> I was like, obviously, <laughs> I was like, I'd rather do that. I've seen the neighborhood. Yeah. I know where the Taco Bell is, um, but. We have yet to get together. So it's that same. So annoying. It's real fucking annoying. I mean, sh- and part of me is like, should I like be like, hey, let's do it? Mm-hmm. But then I also want to have self-respect too. And like, like, I don't want to seem like I've been waiting around. True. But in my situation, I haven't had sex since before the pandemic. I'm a virgin. Are you really? My mom and dad are watching. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm a virgin. <laughs> It's going to hurt the first time you have it. Oh, I, I, I'm just waiting until marriage, you know, maybe until after I die with one of the 72 virgins. <laughs> that is so romantic. <laughs> I know. We love to hear it. Next question. Here we go. Oh, okay. Do you have any TikTok crushes? Ooh, okay, I now, do. Now, you are on TikTok, right? I am, but I don't really care. Like, I'm now a millennial that I just, like, don't have the energy or time to, like, make those videos. It's so much fucking work. But, like, if there's an easy trend, like, I did one today about, like, which, uh, show us your childhood crush. And then I saw show that. And your partner. Yeah. My childhood crush is Ross Geller from Friends, and then my partner is my vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone laughed. I will say, though, Ross Geller in Hot. season, but specifically season seven. Is it when he had the leather pants on, black, you would wear leather jacket? No, it wasn't oh. that season. But it was okay. the next season after that. He looked a little cut. Yes, I know what you're talking and about. And I was like, all right. Something about it. Like, I just saw, I could just see his pecs through his shirt. Mm-hmm. I love my Jew boys. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm a Hebrew. Okay. Uh, okay, so TikTok crushes. Okay, well, I guess I'll name, I mean, I guess it's like, I think I'm, I don't know if he's like, like dumb or like a genius, but Jack okay. Reichert. Do you know who that is? Uh, he does like he makes jokes about the Armenian genocide, which actually probably isn't very sensitive. But it's like woke though. Like he okay. does like funny stuff. Like um, he sent me a funny video. I mean, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. Well, here's what he did. I just he made a bagpipe out of a trash bag and uh-huh. two recorders, uh-huh. and then started playing zombies by the cranberries. Like that takes a level of skill. Like you know, yeah. But using like it's using a trash like a plastic trash bag. I don't know. I think he's just really. I think he's really funny. He's mm-hmm. open on the road for like Hassan Minaj and like. Um, oh wow! Uh, he works with other like comedians, but like he he doesn't. What I like about him is that he's really helpful uh-huh. and he does like he just loves helping people write jokes or come up with like better TikTok videos. And he's not like he's not a diva about it. Which that's I, cool. That's that's that's, why that's huge. that TikTok crush. But I, like I don't I don't want to pork him or anything. Well, there's one I <laughs> I like. He's very straight. Like you okay. can tell, I, I have I have a type. It's uh, toxic straight guys really get me going. Mm. I don't know if he's toxic. He actually seems very nice, but his name is Average Tyler. I think he's so Average cute. Tyler. He's so cute. Is he blonde? He uh, he's the dude. Um, depending on your algorithm, if he shows up in your feed, he shows up in mine. He was dating this girl, and she was going to out him for uh, being bald. Yeah, he's, wow. he's actually he was going bald and he shaved his head and did one of those like hair transplants, yeah, which you would for, never good know. For you, well, yeah. not transplants, but like a wig that gl- yeah, glued they, they on. glued it on. Yeah, but it looks great. And so he went through the whole process of it and talked about you know having yeah. fake hair and then he owned it and then he's just he's cute and he's from yeah. Tennessee. So that's uh, well. There's okay. There's another. Well, he's not a TikToker anymore, but YouTuber. Mm-hmm. He's from Tennessee, and I think he's a tall. 
nice glass of mayonnaise and uh, okay, I'll guzzle it, you know? Okay. <laughs> the mayo. All right. I, I'm going to stop. Talking. What's his name, though? <laughs> I'm not going to say it because that's, I think it's, <laughs> I want to die. Oh, right you now. draw the next one. <laughs> I want to die. <laughs> Do you collect anything? Uh, you know, maybe male tears i don't know I, <laughs> I i do collect a lot of dms from some thirsty mother effers in the comedy scene um, oh really mm-hmm. what's I the get, thirstiest dm you got oh it's so stupid uh <laughs> yo where you at let me see that ass and by the way happy holidays i know it could be a lonely time in the year and i appreciate <laughs> you only <laughs> But I'm not even joking. And then I saw them at a mic. I was like, yo, check your DMs. Like, no, that's gross. I don't want to. And then everyone's like, did you send her a dick pic? And he's like, no, I sent her something really thoughtful and nice. And I'm like, nah. It opened up with a, yo, where you at? Let me see that ass. I'm like, why do I, also, why do I sound like Fat Joe right now? I don't know what just happened. Wait, when you, when you get dick pics, do you get excited? Uh, no, it's just like, they're just like, they yeah. just are like, it looks like a naked mole rat. It just like, it looks like a rodent that I don't want to touch. Yeah. You know, I get turned on more by like memes and TikTok stuff, like weird facts. Okay. Like why, I don't know. Like I was talking to someone that like, I have like 10,000, well, I used to before I deactivated Tinder, 10,000 likes on Tinder from dudes. Cause I got a Tinder goal just to see what was going. Cause I never okay. like making the first move. Uh-huh. Like for example, I'm on Bumble. I swipe, got a lot of matches, uh, matches, but I never send a message. So <laughs> I, I don't get anything. But I realize I'm not attracted to like pictures of people like I'm okay. attracted to personality and on Tinder and all these like, the first message is always like hey 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 cutie how's it going what's up that's like annoying mm-hmm. but what turns me on is like if someone's like hey I love Soren Kierkegaard and like you like Soren like I, Kierkegaard is like one of my favorite philosophers or like also the dumbest pickup lines like and it, and it could be gross like one guy was like yo you lactate with those tits and I'm like yeah I shit with his ass too you know <laughs> that's hot like I like that like, well did weird. you meet up with that guy no because uh, oh. they were like I don't know why Tinder does this but like you think that you're in the same area but no they're like in <sighs> Germany or somewhere else you know what I mean? hate that it's like I didn't say I was gonna travel yeah I don't want a sex pen pal you know sexting pen pal um so what I collect it's super, um, it'll age me. I have a shit ton of DVDs. Oh, cool. Yeah, thank you. What kind of DVDs, though? I collect, like, really obscure TV shows. Oh, like... Did you ever watch Bosom Buddies with Tom Hanks? <laughs> I guess it's called Bosom Buddies. <laughs> yes. That's. I want to look it up, because that's a hot... That's the title of my podcast now, Bosom Buddies. It's so... 80s and bad. So okay. basically, it's him and his friend, and they couldn't afford an apartment in New York. But there was Relatable. this there was this hotel for women where you could live in, but they had to pretend that they were women, so oh, they were in that drag. Is interesting. Yeah. That's so cool. How uh, many seasons are there? It was like two, but they weren't like. And Tom Hanks in it. Tom Hanks, That's crazy. Um, and oh, the girl who is well, the woman who's married to um, the woman from <laughs> I can't think of their name, Holland Taylor. Do you know who that is? No. She's married to what's her face from American Horror Story. She's in oh, every Sarah season. Paulson. Sarah yeah, Paulson. Yeah, I, I love. I, she was also. Um, I think she was in George of the Jungle. She was the mom. Was she? Yeah, Leslie Mann's mom in George of the yeah, Jungle. She was. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she's in that. She's, she's very funny. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next question. Here we go. Oh, appropriate. Okay. Uh, the monkeys. <laughs> Mary, fuck, kill. Oh, I love this game. Okay. Tom Hanks. Okay. Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. <laughs> or Adam Driver. Oh, this is so hard. Uh, damn. Okay. okay. Let's start easy. Who are you going to marry? 
Uh, I think Adam Driver, because he's, like, dark and mysterious and doesn't talk, and he seems like a tortured soul, and I love that. Okay. Like, I love someone who's, like, who gets life and, like, how hard it is. Yeah. Like, he's seen things. Dude, I, like, Tom Hanks is such a good guy, though, and, like, I like him, but I'm going to kill him because he's not hot enough and the rest, you know? Fair enough. And I guess I'll have to fuck Timothy Chalamet. I love how I said I have to fuck him. <laughs> I <laughs> like, mean. I guess if I need to, I'll do else. it. Yeah. Um, so I would marry Tom Hanks. I can't kill him. Okay. I mean, I mean, can I just like detain him? <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Cool. You can you can seriously wound him. Okay. How about that? Um, as far as fuck, the only thing with Timothy Chalamet, he looks like he would just be so unimpressed with everything we're doing in sex. He just he has this like like the heroin chic look for a dude. Yeah. Like, it's just like always like, I'm and he might here. fall asleep. Yeah. And that but would... I, like that's Pete Davidson like you know. You know what? I'm starting to see the appeal of Pete Davidson. It's so hot, I think. And also, he just seems like a nice guy. Yeah. And he's a tortured soul, too. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think I would probably kill Adam Driver. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm really sorry. It's okay. I mean, and it's I'll not my s- boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> yet. <laughs> All right, draw the next okay, question. Okay, cool. Okay, we have... Seven minutes and 45 seconds. Cool, cool, cool. All right. You're walking down the street feeling great. What song would be playing in the background? Oh, easy. I always do this. Um, it's a song by Lizzo, and I think it's collaborated by this woman named Caroline something. Okay. It's the song called Let, Let Him Say. Yeah. You know I, it was I, in Broad City for a minute. Yeah, 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 so yeah. Like, oh, that's a good one. It's very empowering. And that's like, a good one. I love it because I always see like, people talk shit and like this one's like, fuck everybody, you're hot shit, you know? Was that the, uh, w- was she one of your top artists in your Spotify wrapped? Um, no, surprisingly she wasn't. It was, I listened to like a lot of alt rock and punk, but it was like, actually Avril Lavigne was on it though, which makes sense. Cause, uh, I did love Avril Lavigne. The, and the, the Let song. Go album though. It's like the Let oh, Go yeah. is what I, it's just like, I get like, there's a song called Anything But Ordinary mm-hmm. and there's a song called Things I'll Never Say and it's like literally me where like, I'm outgoing but I never make the first move. And so it's a, like, is just, the song on that album, is it the one, I'm With You? Uh, I'm With You! Yeah, Let Go, yeah. I'm With You! Okay, yeah. I, my voice is gone. That and then um, who else? The Killers and like the Strokes were on there. I mean, yeah. I'm wearing the shirt right now. So the song that would be in my head, it's probably it'd probably be gay. Um, you know what? I'm gonna say it's probably by Kelly Clarkson. I okay. love her. Anything she sings. In fact, every song she covers on her show, I wish she would put out like a cover album. So next question. Here we go. Ooh. Okay. Here we go. This will be fun. Share your last sext message. The text I received or sent. It can be either. I don't really send sex. So I guess the one I receive is like, yo, where you at? Let me eat that ass. By the way, happy holidays. I appreciate I you. I love that so much. <laughs> the last, well, okay. I don't really send sex messages because I'm like, I don't, it, it's, it feels like work. You know, because you're just like, oh, I'm horny. Let's. Yeah, it's like writing a ro- it's like writing a novel. It's like ri- you have to think about the word choice, the cadence, the syntax. Like, it's well, a writing assignment. And I hate it when they're like, so what are you into? And I'm just like, sex. Uh, human being? I don't know. I'm like, why do I have to? I, yeah. I, I don't know. But I will say one time I did catfish a guy. Um, why? Well, so he asked to see a picture of my ass. And I was like, okay. So I took a picture of it. The lighting was harsh. And I have no ass. Okay. So when I took a picture of it, it looked like, it just looked like an elderly ass. So I was like, this is not going to fly. So I, I Googled asses. <laughs> it's just asses. Mm-hmm. And I came up with one that was like, 
This is a good one. And then I sent that one. And he didn't. I think I talked about this in the last show. I have no sense of and time. He didn't uh, care. We never met. Okay. I want to do one. But he did say it was a nice ass, which it was. See, I don't send nudes ever because I just don't trust men. Yeah. But if I do want to, I probably just use my elbow and like, you know what I mean? (laughs) That or like, like they want to use my actual lips and make it look like a vagina. Okay. Well, no, I love that because you're respecting your tenders. Yes. And also, I'm not technically catfishing. It's still my body, you know? Yeah. I was just a full on liar. Like, if he, if he liked what he saw, I could just do this with his elbow. So, right. Okay. I'm a hot mess right now. Who is it? Okay. You're promised a million dollars if you go two years without sex masturbation. <laughs> Would you do it? I've been doing it. <laughs> yeah, I have actually. Like, uh, so you don't like. I don't really care. I don't look. Diddle I don't, yourself or. I do, but I don't. Oh, masturbation's in there. Okay. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. Yeah. Well, if I maybe up my antidepressants, I could do it because I don't need to. My sex. What are you taking? Um, so I used to take Lexapro and okay. Wellbutrin, but now I take Cymbalta. Have you heard? I have fibromyalgia, so it's a good for both of them, depression and. Well, Sarah Coffey, who was on the last show, she just was telling me about Zimbalta. Oh, really? Well, I'm switching from Zoloft to Wellbutrin. Yeah, when I first saw Wellbutrin, at least, like, I was really hostile and agitated all the time. And yeah. then I was, like, on the top of the world, so. I one time yelled at someone because <laughs> they lost my um, uh, SD card. Oh, what? That's a lot of. Well, there was nothing on it. Oh, okay. But he just lost it, and I went off on him. And then I messaged him, and I was like, "Hey, I just want to apologize. I had had a lot of coffee and no antidepressants in my system, (laughs) so that was that was a big fail." And I feel like that's so nice, though, to like be that vulnerable and say that. Like, (laughs) I get it. You're crazy. Me too. You know? Well, because like I never pop off, and I was just like yelling at him, and he was like, "Just taking it." Yeah. (laughs) It was a host. It was a show I produced too. I was like, hey, you know what? I was having a day. I'm, I'm real sorry. <laughs> Have you guys worked together again? Um, I mean, we still talk about it. Okay. Yeah. okay. I, we don't work together anymore. It was at SiriusXM. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. But yeah, I was. I felt really bad about it. Okay. Your friend invites you to a dinner party. What do you bring? Oh, depends what kind of dinner theme it is. Do you cook? Um, yeah, sometimes. Most, okay. Are you good? Time. Um, yeah, I think so. I think okay. I'm pretty good. Um. I would make this thing called sushi salad. It's actually my mom always makes it. Uh, okay. It's like basically sushi, just like sushi without the wrap. Like, okay. But it has like all these like pickled vegetables in it. It's like really good and tasty. Um, that or if I want to be like cool and like be easy and like have hand snacks, like maybe like deep fried pot stickers. And oh just, my like, God. These are really great. I, know, I try to think outside of the box. <laughs> I just bring like white claws. I mean, that's easy. You know what I don't like, though, is when people just bring one bag of chips. <laughs> like, I'm trying to think if I've done that. Okay. I mean, I don't think I have. Okay. I don't think I have. I that's may fine. have. I, I, mean, may, I may have. Of, I may have, actually. If it's a fancy dinner party and that's all you bring, like, Well, no, I'm you. not going to bring chips to a fancy <laughs> dinner party. Yo, some comedians or some men, dude, they, they don't know what the etiquette is. I will at least get a bottle of wine. Now, I don't know anything That's about- fine, I think. That's just standard, I think. How do you pick your wine out? Um, I don't really drink wine, so I just like pick whatever cheap is. <laughs> I go by the label okay. if it's pretty. Oh yeah, that's why I care about like packaging, product packaging. So we it looks did it. cute. Yay, we did it. You want to see how many questions we got through? Um, I know you're Jones. It. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just going. One, two, three, four on my side. Five, six, seven, eight. Eight. All right. That's a lot. Almost half. How do you feel? I feel good, and I'm I'm glad that I didn't reveal too much, you know, <laughs> that I could probably uh, still talk to some of the people that I have name-dropped here. So. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Especially that 
famous person. Oh, yeah. And uh, Mitch Hedberg or the TikTok crowd. I don't know. There was a lot of people. Now. Who cares? <laughs> so this is your platform. Do you have any shows coming up you want to promote? Yeah. So I have a show every Tuesday at Shut Up and Laugh and Revision Lounge, like you mentioned. But then every Friday, I also run a really fun heckle mic slash heckle show. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we have Comedy Seller Comics or Comedy Central Comics drop in and you get to heckle then, which is pretty like fun who? and chaotic. Last week we had, uh, last Friday was Eagle Wits from the Comedy Seller. Okay. Um, I think we're going to have Usama Siddiqui, who's another Ooh. one. Um my goal, the dream would to ha- will be to have like Jessica Kirsten or like Yamanika Saunders because they're like Yamanika's big on roast battle, so it'd be mm-hmm. really cool to see her like fight back with the crowd and stuff like that. But I love watching that, but I just know, like even with watching like the celebrity roast, I know if I were to ever get some level of fame to where I was being roasted, I would be. I would die. <laughs> I would. I would die. I would be like, I can't. I would. I would. I would get too nervous. It's funny because a lot of people ask me like do, if I want to do a roast battle with them, and I'm like. I hate to say this, but my my strategy is I'm only going to do a rose battle with a woman who's as as my size or bigger than me, <laughs> because it's it just sucks being a woman and being a little bit bigger plus size. That's just an easy target. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if we're going to do fat jokes, I get to do it back too, you know. So I mean, has that? I mean, it happens a lot, but it's ugh, it's but yeah. actually, you know, surprisingly, I grew up like, having body dysmorphia issues. Yeah. But the heckle mic helped me because people would like roast about my size, yeah. but no one says I'm ugly, and I always equated being fat with being ugly. But like that kind of like they'll make comments about how I'm hot as yeah. a heckle, but also say I'm big, but it's yeah. not they're not mutually exclusive. So I thought that was interesting. Like you being t- yeah, it was therapeutic in a way. Well, that's I had awesome. a breakthrough at okay. you know, being used and abused on stage. So okay, well maybe because I need a lot of therapy. It's fun. It, it sucks. <laughs> it's fun and it sucks because you had the worst thoughts of you, mm-hmm. and then they sometimes like affirm that, but they joke and they're like, "We don't really think that." And I'm like, mm, "Okay, but it but is." But you thought enough to say it. Yeah, but then, then they say, it and then the, the light your life isn't over yet. You know, people that's still, true. So that that was helpful for me, I guess. You know how gays are just dramatic. I mean, I'm also <laughs> I'm just psychotic too, so I get it. <laughs> well, thank you so much thank for coming you. first. I never did, come, did, you get, did, so did you get it? I got it. I made it. It's a sex joke. You know, I use su- it in your act. I do. So in my, I have an email newsletter. Actually, it's okay. called Simping Sarah, and I always sign off with "Always never coming, Sarah." Because <laughs> <laughs> I never do. <laughs> well, on that note, Bye. I, I, I hope you. I hope you do before the week's out. I, I hope I do before I go to heaven. You know, <laughs> I'll see you guys there. All right. <laughs>